0: We're back again. Welcome to the VDOT and Friends Podcast. It's me, DJ VDOT, aka your auntie's favorite DJ, aka your granny's favorite referral coordinator, aka the late night plumber. I know the lighter flickering made you almost sound like a little Wayne verse is about to come on, but it's me. And to find me on social media, you can look up on Twitter and Instagram at VDOT underscore the underscore DJ. And on Snapchat at DJV.757. Once again, as always, thanks to the great people of Anchor for letting me uh, deliver this podcast to you once a week. Uh, this is episode seven of the V. and Friends podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Radiocast, and wherever other podcasts are available. Search the VDOT and friends name, hit subscribe, leave me a review, let me know how I'm doing. Let me know what you would like to see in the future, or would like to hear, I mean, in the future. Or just give me a shout out and I'll shout you back. Now, as always, we will go over the week of wrestling. And that's WWE. You got your Raw, your SmackDown, your 205 Live, your NXT. Your Mixed Match Challenge, your May Young Classic. I think a couple of things are getting ready for New Japan. I think the Junior Tag League is about to happen. Uh, that's a junior heavyweight tag team tournament. Uh, they're getting closer and closer to Wrestle Kingdom here in January. Uh, so we'll try to look for some wrestling news on that also. Uh, but for this week and the next couple of weeks, um, shout out to WrestleRap. I heard that there's this thing called the WWE random pay per view generator. So I Googled it, found the site. I pressed find me a random pay per view and it gave me a few. So I took six. So over the next few weeks, the next couple of months, from the pay per views that I picked, we'll discuss it. Um, I'll have some friends on to actually have some back and forth action. We'll go over the whole pay-per-view in question. Well, this week, we're going to go ahead and do uh, WCW Uncensored 1997. We'll review that. Uh, not really review. We'll recap because, of course, it already happened. It's happened 20 years ago. But I thought it was a good pay-per-view, and I think we should talk about it. Uh, so when I come back from this break here, we'll go ahead and jump deep into it. Once again, as always, I want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to me speak once a week. I really do appreciate this. Uh, this still is a work in progress. So we're fi- trying to find that direction of exactly where I want to go. Uh, but like I said, Twitter and Instagram is v. underscore The underscore DJ. And Snapchat DJV.757. Also, if you download the Anchor app, you can leave voice messages to the show. We'll put you on the show. So try that out the, uh, the anchor app you can find it on apple play or google play and uh, the app the itunes store or the app store on apple but yeah when i come back from this break we'll go jump ahead, go ahead and jump into wcw uncensored 1997. First and foremost, shout out to all the generations that used to download their music off of Napster, off of LimeWire, off of the U-Torrents. I was one of those uh, before I started DJing, but once I started DJing, I figured, man, I have to, uh, I got to do things the right way. So uh, I started looking for digital record pools, went through a few, found a few, subscribed to those. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about those is the fact that I had to sit there and review every song. I had to write things, I had to leave reviews, I had to say things like how should the label support the project. And It was a whole hassle just for a three-minute song. Uh, so, earlier this week at Back the Rock in uh, Virginia Beach, a music lesson store. They had a DJ meetup sponsored by BPM Supreme. Now, it was all DJs from different walks of life. You had your, your club hip-hop DJs. You had your wedding DJs. You had your turntablers. You had your controller killers. And everybody was there all vibing in the same room, having a good time, enjoying this stuff. Now, if you don't know what BPM Supreme is, like I said, it is a digital record pool. Uh, they have tons of genres. They have remix tracks. They have acapellas. They have instrumentals. All starting off at... $19.99 a month. Um, they also have Serato Flip. If you're not familiar with the Serato Flip, uh, what it is is pretty much songs with preloaded cue points uh, where you can make it it's easier for you to mix the songs together and make songs your own or your sets your own as I would say. Uh, they also have a premium package which is $29.99 where it also comes with curated sets from people from the company of uh, BPM Supreme. And BPM Supreme is all ran by DJs, retired DJs, people that know what you're looking for when you're out creating your uh, sets. So look them up on www.bpmsupreme.com. I believe you actually get your first week free to download unlimited downloads uh also great with being on the run and mobile if you hear a song out you can type in bpm supreme on your mobile device find that song add it to your crate when you get home you can download it so go ahead djs uh music people download that bpm supreme uh, app All right, so let's get into it. Uncensored 97. It was uh, March of 97 when this pay-per-view actually uh, aired live. This was one of my favorite pay-per-views back in my days in my bachelor pad at the Pines in Virginia Beach. I stayed watching this junk faithfully. Seems like it was a daily thing. On commentary, we had Tony Schiavone, the American Dream Dusty Rhodes, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Pay-per-view was right in the middle of the whole 83-week 83, 83 run of WCW beating WWE in the TV ratings. The NWO was on fire. Uh, Sting had went into the darkness and wasn't talking and randomly attacking people throughout the weeks. So let's go ahead and jump into the, the match card. First match was a no disqualification match between the man of a thousand holes, Dean Malenko, versus Eddie Guerrero. Now, this match was a hard-hitting match starting off. No rope breaks, of course, due to the no no disqualification stipulation. Uh, During the match, they cut to the back uh, with the clicks surrounding Rick Steiner laying on the ground. Uh, But, yeah, the crowd there was definitely on point, so that made a good environment for watching that on TV. Now, WCW had bona fide stars in this opening match. But it's always taken away from a great match when you're always talking about the main event. And this kind of is what's happening in the, on the Raw side of WWE right now. you got plenty of talent, good talent that we need to make stars and make the business better. But we're focused on the main event players, the majority of the shows. But the big moment in the match was uh, Dean Malenko hitting Eddie Guerrero with a frog splash of his own. And during the count for the... The ref went down for the count. Dean Malenko picked him up at two. Bobby and was like, oh, this is gonna, this is a bad mistake. You shouldn't have done it. But, uh, shoot, Dean Malenko was one of my favorites growing up. I Couldn't tell me nothing about those power bombs. That Texas Cloverleaf. The precision with the technical wrestling. I was all about Dean Malenko. So, door, close towards the end of the match, the finish of the match. X-Pac, I mean, Six, comes out to try to steal the U.S. title that Eddie Guerrero was holding at the moment. Eddie Guerrero goes and attends to him, which makes six drops his uh, video camera that he's walking around with. Dean, Malen- Dean Malenko hits Eddie Guerrero with the camera and gets the one through three. He is the new United States champion. Uh, next match was the Ultimo Dragon versus Psychosis. Now, I met Psychosis uh this year at WrestleMania, we stayed in the same hotel room or hotel along with pretty much every indie wrestler you could probably think of. Uh, Jordan Devlin, Martina Moth, all the Crash Lucha, Willie Mack, all in the same hotel. Felt like a kid in a candy store. But back to the match, it was a, a kind of a dead match. The crowd wasn't really into it because what they just got at the first match. In my opinion, I felt that would have been the best place to place the whole. Rick Steiner angle because the crowd wasn't into it. But I'm not a producer. I'm just a I'm just a fan of wrestling and I watch. So maybe I don't know how all that works. But it was a good match. Ultimate Dragon ended up getting the win uh, with help from Sonny Ono. The next match was Glacier versus Mortis. Now, when Mortal Kombat was cool in the mid early to mid 90s. You had the Sub-Zeros, the Scorpions, the Luke the Sonya Blades. WWE tried to take this, and uh, they thought they should have wrestlers as characters. Uh, But shout out to Glacier, though. Glacier did uh, reappear recently. I saw him on a a Battle Royal episode of Ring of Honor, and he walked Cody out to the ring for the NWA championship at All-In. But Mortis carried this match. Uh, Glacier, during this time, was very, very new to the wrestling business. He didn't really have his mechanics down. Uh, match wasn't that good, but shout out to Mortis or Canyon. Rest in peace. He did what he had, had to do to make that match go over. After Glacier wins with his cryonic kick, out comes a new man uh, by the name of Ralph. Formerly Adam Bomb in the WWE. and Him and Mortis come out and beat down Glacier. Next match, we had Scotty Riggs versus his former American male tag team partner, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, who now goes by Buff Bagwell since joining the NWO. Now, before Fall Brawl 96, the NWO was on their state property gig and told everybody pretty much to get down or lay down. It gave all the WCW talent probably a month to decide if they were going to fight them or join the NWO. Buff Bagwell was one of the men that decided to join the NWO. Uh, I think this match was pretty much just to make Buff Bagwell look stronger and maybe try to get Stevie Riggs a new a way out so he can come back in a new persona because eventually he ended up joining the flock. But the match was good for what it was. Uh, it was one nasty spot at the end where... Oh, and by the way, this was a strap match. Uh, most of the uncensored matches had some type of different stipulation on it. There's a few that didn't, but this was a strap match. And... Buff Bagwell pulled Scotty Riggs off of the top rope. His head hit the top turnbuckle. And then he pretty much just dragged them around the four corners to win the match. Now, the best part, the best match was next. The best match, in my opinion, of the night. A uh, match between the public enemy, Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge versus Harlem Heat. Booker T, Stevie Ray. They had Sherry with them. Sister Sherry. That's what she was going by then. Man, man, man. I really miss Dusty Rose because it sounded like he was having the greatest of all time, the greatest times watching this match. He made it so much better. There was one line that, that stuck with me and it all will really stick with me. Uh, Johnny Grunge had hit Booker T with a commode or or a toilet lid. Dusty Rose like, he hit him with the commode. Oh, he laid his old tired ass out and <laughs> busted out laughing, right? Eventually, he said, I apologize, fans, I apologize, but it was what it was. It was a big, uh, it, it was a Texas Tornado match, That and for some reason, I don't understand why wrestlers always wanted us to believe that the aluminum pizza trays and cookie pans that you get from Walmart that you can dispose of after you finish really hurts you when it hits you on the top of the head, but we were all duped. We know what it was. <laughs> uh... But we definitely, definitely a good match. Next was uh, the WCW team with Mean Gene Okerlund uh, cutting their promo for the match at the main event. The main event match was kind of I didn't understand it, but it was a three-team match where you had Piper's team of himself, Jeff Jarrett, Chris Benoit, and Mongo McMichael versus the NWO team. Of Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and the Macho Man. And WCW's team, which was the Steiner brothers, the Giant, and Lex Luger. But as was done in the earlier in the episode, Rick Steiner was taken out of the match due to him being beat down. Uh, but in between, so they have their promo. And the funny thing about Scott Steiner, I guess he doesn't, at that time, his promo game wasn't as strong as it is to this day. But he had a routine when he, he would do his promos. He would get loud, say what he had to say, and he cuts it to his brother, Rick. So I guess he didn't get the memo of how they were going to speak. So he does his little, he does his spiel, you know. All right, now go get him, Lex. And Lex wasn't the one that talked next. It was the Giant. <laughs> but bless bless Scott Hart. Uh, not Scott Hall. Bless Scott Steiner. Bless his heart. All right, next we get a another match, another Kinda of meaningless match for the television title. Rey Mysterio was challenging Prince Ayakeya. But uh, I kinda of wish the TV championship would come back and one person would win it and he would have to defend it on all TV shows. Like I would wanna see him defend it on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Main Event, 205 Live, Superstars. The Superstars still happen. I think so. Every show that they have, I want them to go ahead and have that man defend the title. Uh, The match was good for what it was, another green individual that got the push very fast. I think they were trying to play off of the Rocky Maivia in WWE at the time. So they found Prince Ayakeya. The crowd really wasn't into this because of course, as always, one of the problems with WCW, they didn't invest in all their mid-card characters. So, it seems like Raven Mysterio was just wrestling some random dude. Raven ended up losing the match, even after extra time being added to the match. Finally, we went to the main event, which I explained earlier. Now, I really did not get... I don't get the main event and what they were going for with this main event. Uh... You could lose by either pin, submission, or being thrown over the top rope. So it was kind of like a battle royal, a war games, all mixed into one. None of it really mattered. Uh, Lex Luger was the last man left. uh, Attempted to get all the NWO out. Had Hulk Hogan up in the torture rack to go for the win. Kevin Nash came and uh, held the referee down so Dennis Rodman could make his play. Hit Lex Luger in the head with the spray paint bottle. Hogan gets the win. So they're in the ring doing uh, what NWO members do, beating down their opponents, spray-painting NWO on the back, and here comes Sting. Now, this is the first time Sting has did anything towards the NWO. Uh, He gets in the ring, saying nothing. The crowd's going wild. Kevin Nash comes. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall comes to try to attack him, and Sting goes off with the baseball bat. Macho Man jumps off the top rope. He gets hit with a baseball bat for his troubles. Nash gets hit with a baseball bat. And Hogan and Robin are outside the ring, shook. So Sting points the bat to Hogan. Turns around. Hogan tried to get in the ring to get the the upper hand on Sting. Ended up taking a scorpion death drop for his, for his troubles. And that's how the show ended. Overall, decent pay-per-view. Did have a couple matches that weren't. Up to par, I would say. The main event definitely was a waste of time. But the U.S. Championship match, the Texas Tornado match, the commentary as a whole was excellent on this show. All right, so let's get into uh this week of uh WWE. Now, I know the big thing that happened on Monday Night Raw wasn't my man... Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley uh, outsmarting Kevin Owens and Elias. It was the kick heard around the world. If you didn't watch Raw this week, it was a uh, six-man tag or six-woman tag with the Riot Squad versus the Bella Twins and Natalya. Liv Morgan was in the ring uh, with Brie Bella. And Brie Bella's hitting her yes kicks. Um, I guess she wasn't watching what she was doing because she caught Liv in the face It knocked her out. Then she caught her with another kick. So she kicked her two times directly in the head with all her might, not Liv Morgan out. She went down to see if she was all right, and I guess she could tell that she was loopy. She probably asked her, are you sure you're on Raw? She said, this isn't SmackDown. But, um... So then, Brie drags Liv Morgan to tag her her partners, and they get her out the way. But uh, man, the internet killed Brie. They killed Brie, man. Like she shouldn't be wrestling. Oh, she came back too soon. She's she's been messing up ever since. I'm like, duh. Things happen. This is a combat form of entertainment. Sometimes things go awry. Now, granted, Brie has had some uh, mishaps since returning. uh, A couple weeks ago on Raw, she had the uh, whole suicide dive uh, incidents. Like, she was jumping too soon. She was too far away from the ropes to actually get through the ropes. Um, But it's ring rust, guys. And... You have to also realize that this is definitely a different generation than what Bree and and Nikki are, are used to. I mean Nikki's been holding it down, Nikki's been doing her thing. Bree Bree she's getting there, but it's it's just other factors and let's just think. Say for example, I work at a uh primary care office for senior citizens, well people fifty five and older. Say I mess up on a referral or something. I'm not going to have 10 million people saying how, how bad I, I messed up this referral. Now I can't go to my appointment and I should be fired because I don't know how to work. Things happen. This is a job also. Remember, we might enjoy this as entertainment, but this is also a job for them. Y'all got to stop going so hard on Bree. Like you never messed up at your job. It's ridiculous, man. But we uh, wish a speedy recovery to live because I know concussion protocol could probably keep her out of the match for the super showdown that we, uh, they've been hyping up since Hell in the Cell. So that's why we didn't get the bill for Hell in the Cell that we wanted. But leave Brie alone. Brie's probably already in her own head feeling this way. Leave Brie alone. Let Brie chillax, let Brie do her. SmackDown, uh, we found out that Kofi Kingston is now the WWE longest reigning tag team champion in history. Uh, I believe he's at 955 currently. He's done it with The New Day, of course, CM Punk, Evan Bourne, R-Truth. I think that's it, but 900 days as a tag team champion. Intercontinental Championships, United States Championships. Let's go ahead and give a salute to uh, Kofi Kingston one time. Kofi definitely deserves it. In my opinion, he's definitely going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer once he decides to finally hang it up. Too Too many accolades. Even with people trying to hold him down, he still made his way to the top. Cream rises to the top. Remember that. Uh, He did uh, have a losing effort to your boy Sheamus, but that's just to build a few more for the Super Showdown match uh, for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Now, the AJ-style Samoa Joe beef is getting even spicier by the moment. Joe was at AJ's crib about to knock on the door instead of there to sign the contract. Boy, if that boy, let somebody come to my house. I tell you, I knock their ass out, man. Uh lay his old tired ass down. <laughs> also, the Charlotte and Becky feud is 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 getting spicier too. Uh for some reason they wanted Charlotte to do photos. And Becky comes from behind, lays her old tired ass out too. And say now take a picture of the champion stepping on Charlotte. Really rubbing this in that while the fans are going to cheer because this is this is the Becky Lynch we've been wanting forever. She's still doing some heelish stuff, but hey, I don't know where this is going to lead. Is this going to lead to her going against the establishment acting the same way? Is, is this a possibility not to go crazy, but is this maybe the time for a, a female version of Stone Cold Steve Austin? We'll see how it goes. We'll definitely see how it goes. Uh, two Oh five live, uh, Leo rush finally went against Noam Dar got the win with the 23 year old frog splash. That's, I don't know where you rank that on your top five. Let me know. Can she, have a cookie if you- she sure can. All right. While Brianna eats her cookie, we'll talk a little bit more. Uh, the main event with that night was Mustafa Ali versus Hideo Otami. Uh, Ended up in a, a double count out. They're playing the whole role. Mustafa Ali must have came back too soon. This could be detrimental to his career. So I want to see where that goes. Uh, Buddy Murphy is going to be wrestling Cedric Alexander in Australia. So he'll have the home field advantage for that. Maybe we'll see a cruiserweight championship title change. But that was, we got, we got a couple more weeks. We'll do a prediction show and go over our, our predictions uh, next week. Uh, what So we had NXT. NXT is still looking for Aleister Black's um, can't call it what do we call it? Assaulter? Yeah. They've still been asking people. They asked Velveteen Dream. Dream said he ain't no snitch. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa wrestled uh, Djokovic, is that, is that his name? Drozovic. I'm trying to think of the guy from Heavy, Machin- Heavy Machinery. Not, to, not Tucker Knight, but I, I want to say it's yes, jo- Drozovic. But, uh, that was a decent match. I was, I was very impressed with, uh, what the member from Heavy Machinery could actually do in the ring. He ended up in a losing effort, but definitely, uh, did his thing. Undisputed Era will be, uh, in matches all themselves, too, um, In two weeks, Adam Cole versus Ricochet versus Pete Dunne for the North American Championship. And then three weeks down the line, we'll get the other two members of Undisputed Era, Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly versus the War Raiders. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Mae Young Classic, Io Shirai is the truth like she is really the truth I'm sad she was injured last year because she was coming in last year her and Kairi Sane are like best friends so we'll see how that goes I don't want to give any spoilers to the finals but the finals are already made Um, so we'll see where Yo Shirai ends up who else had a good match um, they have totally slipped my mind but May Young's class is coming along fine. Uh, Mixed match challenge. We had uh, the awesome, oh, the fabulous truth out there versus Asuka. Asuka. Awesome. Team Awesome, Uh, the Miz and Asuka. That's very hard to say. Maybe they should change that name. But they're the winners of last year, so they should have nothing to worry about. Uh, Leo Rush, Bobby Lashley, and Mickey James, they are also got their win against team, Mahalisha, uh, Jinder Mahal, and Alicia Fox. I guess their shanti wasn't aligned, and uh, they ended up getting that loss. But other than that, it definitely was another, uh, it was a decent week of wrestling. Could have been better, but it was, it was decent. Raw is getting, getting kind of one-sided, in my opinion, while they're trying these other stories. I don't feel that they are put enough emphasis in all these stories but we definitely have time to come. Uh, the next real big pay-per-view is SummerSlam. I mean not SummerSlam, but Survivor Series. I'm off today, man. Survivor Series. So they got a couple of months to to figure out which way they're going with all these other little mini pay-per-views in the meantime. They need to uh, get with the storyline. But that's it. That's another week gone. Um I am still out there looking for this logo. I say it every week. If you got some artistic uh, skills, shoot me some of these uh, designs you might think would look good for the V Friends podcast. Uh, that you can find on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Stitcher uh follow me on twitter and instagram at v underscore the underscore d j snapchat is d j v dot seven five seven i gotta, gotta do that party this uh this weekend that i was supposed to do when the hurricane was supposed to come uh so we're gonna see if i can get uh eighty year olds out there popping and locking like they're back in in the early eighties uh definitely uh Take some pictures and throw that on Snapchat. But other than that, man, enjoy yourself. You know, the weekend's here. Avoid those bookings. Magistrate's not there on the weekends. Stay away. But catch me next week. Uh, Next week's episode will be Vengeance 2006. We'll go back in time. Review Vengeance 2006. We'll do a little bit of predictions for... The upcoming Super Showdown is going to be at 5 o'clock in the morning Eastern Time. But I feel WWE, if people get up for New Japan, come on and get up for the big boys. But yeah, I'll catch y'all later.